very good day, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are in the world. Thank you very much for joining me again for my latest podcast. I'm going to jump straight into this one because I have a wonderful person to uh, speak to, a wonderful person on my podcast today. I'm sure he will bring lots of giggles and smiles your way because he is a pretty funny guy. In fact, some people do call him the mushroom. He's a fungi. Sorry, I'll, uh, I'll leave the jokes to the professional, shall I? So today I am joined by Graham Vernon, who is working very hard in supporting the younger people of the community. So I'm going to be speaking with Graham about how he is doing what he does in supporting them and pointing them in the right direction to get all the help and advice that they need, as well as providing help and advice as well to those who may need it. We will also be discussing how Graham and his team are using TikTok to bring some light-hearted humour to young people and their families and we'll also find out what Graham has been getting up to in other people's bedrooms and what he's doing with his socks and we'll also find out who really is the star of BBGC. So hello Graham, thank you very much for joining me today on my little podcast. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have you. How are things? How are you keeping? Very well, thank you. Uh, It's lovely and sunny today. Oh, I know. Um, gorgeous sunshine weather uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay how are you Chris I am very good thank you very much I'm also good. enjoying the sunshine from within my padded cell with no windows <laughs> it's wonderful <laughs> but you know it's not too warm though is it oh no it's lovely it's lovely but... it's it's just nice it's just nice and then when I go outside it's even nicer good, and, uh, but good. how typical is it though just just before we do start how typical is it that we're not allowed out and look at the weather <laughs> Listen, we wouldn't. Would we have it any other way? If it was raining, we wouldn't be allowed to moan about it because we always moan about the rain. That is true. That so, is very true. Know, we, we're all self-isolating, stuck, you know, stuck inside. Um, so it's got to be gorgeous sunshine. It has to be gorgeous sunshine. Otherwise, we wouldn't be British. Correct. My my mum's praying for snow every, every morning. Every morning we get up and and I do a little a little weather check. Has it snowed yet? I'm getting no, mummy. Bless her. Bless her. So, so if anybody can make it snow, just for well, a day. Listen, I'm not going to put my thermals away then. Cause I'm not, you know, I know how good your mum is, and maybe she oh, knows something that we all don't. She she knows people. She knows people. She, she's very influential. Is my mother. Good. Oh, anyway, so Graham, let's let's get let's get get down to business as such, and uh, tell us a little bit about BBGC. What is it, and what do you do? Yeah, well, BBGC Burnley Boys and Girls Club is Lancashire's oldest youth charity. It was established in 1898 by a gentleman called Henry Riley from Burnley, whose family were um, they owned a cloth mill. They were weavers. So he had quite, you know, he was quite, um, he had quite a lot of money at the time. And he was looking at the the young boys of Burnley and that were up to no good and, and all the rest of it. So he started taking them under his wing, teaching them football and, and social skills, really, um, and creating a better life for them to reach adulthood with as many skills as possible. The organisation in its 121st year now still stands by the same um, methods and the same uh, policies that that he did then. 
um, and we, you know it's something we're we're really proud of and 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 now not only that but the model he then created um, reached out to other towns to to Bolton so Bolton it was originally Burnley Lads Club um, and then it became Bolton Lads Club Bolton Lads Club shared their model um, with a, another organisation that has now become Youth Zone. So Youth Zone is now national. We have the National uh, Boys and Girls Club, and it all started um, in Lancashire. Wow, so well, there you go. Really well, who'd yeah. have thunk it? And it's come from Lancashire as well. You know, lots of good things come from Lancashire. Always. I mean, we know it's the, the, the National Association. Um, is now part of the International Association of Boys and Girls Clubs, which is huge in America. So things like, um, you know, when they do the, the summer camps in America, yeah. that's all run and funded by the Boys and Girls Clubs. So it's an international organisation. But each each organisation itself is just a local charity. So we're not funded by a bigger pot. We're all funded individually. Um, which gives us a lot more scope, really, on how we want to earn money and how we, we fundraise and do yeah. things like that. Super, super. Now, like you, you at the minute, more than anything, you're kind of focusing on trying to help young people understand what is going on because it's confusing for everybody, but more so for a younger person, a younger brain. Just tell us what exactly are you doing to to try and help young people understand what is going on and how important is it that they do understand what is going on i think like any organization at the minute we're all making this thing up you know we've nobody has has knew this was going to happen we we didn't know we we're going to be in the situation we're in we've tried to just you know bring all our our knowledge together mm. um, look at the hardest points we do so we currently have um, at, at the centre in Burnley we have 382 young people aged between 5 and 19 from all different backgrounds um, and we work with them uh, at different levels um, so depending on what kind of support they need um, we then adjust to that and I think since we've been taking it all online it's just making sure that everyone feels safe mm. and feels comfortable we've set up a text and message line that at first wasn't you know we're maybe getting one message a day mm. but over the Easter weekend we've we've had nearly a thousand messages from from young people and their families and that's not just not from from burnley either we've now reached out to you know to, to other towns and other cities wow brilliant and it's like you know something like young young people and they join these clubs and they, they end up feeling safe in these clubs and they meet people who they know and they trust so when something like this happens and they can no longer face to face meet the meet these people something like a helpline or a text line must be vitally important so that they can still get that support that they need from the people they know and trust because like you're not a teacher and it's you know some no. uh, some people young people rather um may see the eyes of a teacher as someone who they may not be able to approach as much as someone like yourself who is more of a friend than a than than like a support worker so to speak yeah that's absolutely absolutely right you know i mean we work closely with a lot of our local schools um unfortunately we we have probably about 10 percent of our membership 
of young people who don't actually attend school. So, you know, educational, establish, uh, educational establishments are there as a support network for every young person in their care. And they do an amazing job when it comes to hard hitting things, you know, with being safeguarding or problems at home or bullying or things like that. But for the young people who don't attend school, they haven't got that support network around them. And that's kind of where we're filling one of the gaps. Also, schools, you know, you know for the summer holidays, close down. Yes, of course. Um, and, and, and also, in the evenings, they close down. So by working with the, our local schools, anything that they've implemented during the day almost as like a befriending service from the school or mm -hmm. a buddy service, as some of the schools call it, we can continue that great work in the evenings and during the summer holidays. You're reaching out and trying to encourage young people, aren't you, to, to if they're unsure about something, especially now, to come and ask for help. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest, it's like a problem shared is a problem halved. Um, you know, when, when we're working with some of our young people, because they know us, we, we understand their body language. So when they come to us and they're asking for help, they don't necessarily have to say the words. Now we're not in front of them. They can't say that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the messages we might be getting through from some of the young people are things like, how are you today? Which, you know, we're then reading into that as... I need help, I need yes. support, come yeah. back to me. So it's not necessarily what they say, it's just to make sure that they're still aware we are there for them, no matter what they need. Now, Graeme, one thing which is on my mind, and it's on my mind every single day, just like it is everybody else in the nation, is lockdown. Now, lockdown is being banished around and it's a word which is being said every single day. And I believe that we're not actually in a lockdown as such. And what we are in is we are in a state of social distancing with a with extra caution. And we're being told to avoid people where we can. But the word lockdown, I think, has been used as more of a gimmick than anything else. It's been used as something to give something a title. And I think something like that to a young person could sound really, really serious and, and quite daunting and terrifying, really. And just like what? What advice would you give to a young person who is possibly feeling that extra bit of, of stress because of this, this lockdown and this big word and what it actually means? What, would, what advice would you, would you give them that it's not actually as serious as what they may think it is? It's it's a it's a, a really big point that Chris and it's the most messages we're getting through are literally about you know lockdown. Some of our young people are calling it quarantine. That's how how they're seeing it. You know they're perceiving this situation as quarantine, where you know you you can't go outside. Everyone's going around with masks on. And again, we are doing, but we're doing that to try and protect people, not because we're in complete isolation and we're in complete lockdown. A complete lockdown would be when the military were patrolling the streets. Um, so, you know, we're not there and no other country in the world has actually got to that situation, thank God. Um, so hopefully it's not going to come to us. But the young people are seeing it as a quarantine or as if, you know, they're not even allowed outside. If they go outside, they're frightened of what's in the air. Yes. 
Yeah. And, you know, all the the evidence is, is there to support that at this moment in time, it's not an airborne virus, although we can catch it if within a metre of somebody else. Um, and I know the, the young people are confused about it because of what they're reading on social media. Mm. The word lockdown is just a buzzword. Yeah. And when it comes to buzzwords, the media jump on it, the media hype on it, you know, they'll get a hashtag behind it and it'll go viral in seconds. That's, um, yes, exactly. And, and that's what, you know, they're looking at and that's what they're picking up. So certainly last week, um, a lot of the messages and a lot of the, the text we were getting through was, what is this lockdown? So that's on why on one of our shout outs, we just did, you know, exactly what is lockdown and we're not in lockdown. Um, like you quite rightly said, we're social distancing, we're staying at home just to try and ease the NHS so we don't have literally hundreds of thousands of people who need hospital attention immediately. Yeah, exactly. I mean, th there was a video which I saw on social media a couple of weeks ago and as soon as I saw it, I instantly pretty much understood what social distancing was and what the aim was and just how important it is for the NHS especially, that we keep to these rules. And what it was, this video, was a man with a bucket of water and he was pouring it from one container into another and then it was leaking out through a hole in the bottom to another container, a smaller container. And basically, he was trying to get his point across of, you know, if we flood the NHS and then the people coming out the bottom are the people who are getting, getting better, back into society, which is the smaller container, we would very quickly... Over, it would overfill and it would overflow and would end up end up um, flooding the NHS. And it's kind of it was a really good video to watch because, like I say, it it instantly made me realise. I thought, yes, that's exactly what this is about, and that's what you're trying trying to do. And something like that, if other people were to have seen it, and young people may, maybe, you know, they may have just realised that actually, you know, we're not on a lockdown. It is for a reason, and this is the reason. It is so we don't flood the NHS and put extra pressure on the very limited amount of resources that they currently have. And just going back to the whole uh, the whole quarantine thing, it's that itself again is a massive word, and the media they have a big part to play in this. And they, you know, as also mentioned about these key words, these, these tag words, lockdown, quarantine, isolation, the, the words which people click on, the words which people, yeah. and, you know, I mean, I partly am guilty because I've called this, this podcast lockdown podcast for no other, <laughs> for no other reason than at the time it, it, it kind of fit. Thinking about it now, was that a good, a good, a good thing to do? You know, am I joining in with the, with the media hype and stuff and, and using, you know, saying something which is not actually that, you know. Who who knows? Who knows? But it's just the media do have a big part and are influencing younger people more than anything to a point where they are feeling petrified to even go out and and what might be in the air. And you know, yeah, it's 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 a strange one. But coming from this this so to speak social distancing with with caution, let's call it, rather than lockdown. Yeah. yeah. We have some good which has come and, and this, the amount of people turning to social media to communicate and keep in touch with, with people. Is this something you are advising your young people to do? Absolutely. I mean, we, we actually sit um, 
on early help for East Lancashire. So we sit on the safeguarding panel. We're the only youth organisation to sit on there um, for safeguarding for 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 Lancashire County Council. And because of that, we can you know put out there a lot of the messages that from the young people. So we're getting their views. Um, to be able to write policies and procedures then for, for all the organisations across Lancashire. Um, and one of the things that, that has really come from that is we were given a list of the top 10 worst social media platforms in the world. Right. And one thing we've actually found ourselves doing because of the number of young people that use these platforms We've had to almost suck it in sea and and start using these platforms ourselves. Right. Okay. Yeah. And some of them are actually really good fun, um, but it's 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 how certain perpetrators are using to get to contact young people. Mm. So by saturating the platform with positive stuff and with real good messages and with fun things that we know are safe, that in itself, hopefully, is being able to reduce the amount of bad things that are already on one of those platforms at this moment in time. So, you know, we're using it as a positive tool, um, it, although within safeguarding, we've been told to stay away from it for, for several years. Mm. Um, so in, in a way, all, all young people now uh, are, are social media um, experts. Um, and that's now also reaching out to, to other families. TikTok, you know, I've seen TikTok videos of, of young people with their parents mm. who normally would never inter in you know integrate within the house at all mm. um tiktok is something i haven't yet uh, dabbled in and i'm sure i will do at some point soon but uh, <laughs> you've you've been you've been getting your teeth stuck into it haven't you just tell us a little oh, bit about yes. your your tiktok oh. challenge <laughs> the tiktok challenge so i have an 11 year old daughter who is mad on it um, as all young people are. And looking at some of the videos and looking at some of the things they're doing, they are so simple and so easy. But the young people literally spend hours and hours and hours copying these dance moves and copying um, these uh, dances to the the music um, and then recreate it themselves and then post that so one person will post one video but then they might have anything up to literally a thousand people copying that video recreating themselves and then tagging it on the end um, so there's a lot of famous people now creating these TikToks. So one thing we wanted to do to try and keep the family spirit going was to create our own TikTok challenge whereby the young people teach somebody else in their household, whether it be another sibling, whether it be a parent or whoever is looking after them, to share their knowledge in how to use TikTok. Um, and it's you know, it really is. I mean, we've seen some fantastic things of grandmas being dubbed over with voiceover from from famous rappers. Really, it's been really. That. It's, it's absolute. <laughs> some of it is absolutely Brilliant. incredible. Brilliant. And again, we would never ever see this. We're only seeing this because we're in this weird situation yes. at the minute. 
Wow, that that does that does sound really good. Actually, something I might I might get my uh, my my parents involved in actually. Yeah, it's fantastic, <laughs> and they're actually enjoying doing it because they're sat at home with the young people as well. Yes. So the kids are sat home, they're bored, but just for thirty minutes, all the family are coming together and being daft and silly together, and it's just creating that that half an hour of beautiful family harmony. And it's just, you know, it's lovely to see it really is. It is. I mean, laughter is the best medicine. I think I say in every single podcast just how important it is to smile and to be upbeat and, and to be jolly because I, like yourself, I'm a very jolly person. I enjoy a laugh and a giggle and a smile. And it's really important that you do stay upbeat and and smile, you know, and just something like, a TikTok challenge, I can't even say it, never mind, do it, a TikTok challenge that you get your family involved in, just how much fun could you have in your living room seeing your mum and your dad do, or your grandma rapping along and doing a silly dance, you know? <laughs> it, it it just, it makes you laugh, it makes you smile, and it eases the pain of what is going on. Now, you've got another challenge as well, you've got another little thing go, going on, which, which really... I just I heard a little a little thing in one of your videos and I thought, what is this? What is, what is he doing? And is that's that the sock challenge. That's the sock the challenge. Yes, just tell, I'm intrigued. Come on, what is the sock challenge? So within my household, and I don't know about yours, Grace, but we have a board next to the washing machine for all the odd socks. Right. And. I don't know how our washing machine does it, because I remember when I bought our washing machine, you know, it never said in red, this is a, a health warning, that we will guarantee to separate your socks <laughs> for many, many months. It definitely didn't do it. But in our household, we have a sock board, and it's always full. So I was thinking about social isolation and what we're all doing and how, how sad it all is, but actually... These socks on my sock board have been doing that for years. Oh. They've been isolated from their partners. They've been isolated from their mates. Um, and they've been on their own. So the sock challenge was a shout out to all the young people to say, give the odd socks a new lease of life. Give the odd socks purpose. So rather than just being stuck on a sock board or wherever your odd socks in your house end up um, collecting dust to give them a new lease of life. And people have been making sock puppets out of them. People have been stitching them together and making bigger socks. Brilliant. People have been making pets and animals and cuddly toys, all sorts of things with them. People have been, this is the strangest one, but people have been putting onions, or one person <laughs> putting onions in them and hanging them up. Because apparently, if you hang onions in, well, it used to be a pair of tights, apparently so. But if you hang onions in a pair of tights or a socks, they stay fresher for longer. The tights or the onions? <laughs> the ties, no, the onions. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely the onions. Apparently so. I've not tried it yet. I am still, right, okay. you know, waiting to try that one. <laughs> but that's the sort of things we get. It's unbelievable. I never knew people could come up with such, you know, fantastic methods of looking after an odd sock. Well, 
that's that's a challenge I can definitely get involved in because uh, I have a lot of old socks laying laying around my my house. So that's uh, that's one thing I can definitely get st- get stuck into. I'm not sure about about the onion thing though. That's no, <laughs> but I, part well, of I need me to Google it. I think part I think of me to, wants to try to it. Look into that more because um, the person who came to it said that can we also use socks with holes in? Well, yeah, of course you can. You can you can use any. You know that. The only guidelines really was that it's an odd sock. So don't start going into your, your parents' sock drawer and taking out their best posh socks that oh, they wear brilliant. for weddings and things. Brilliant. Um, so, so, yeah, it was really... But again, you know, it's created those moments where people are going to go, oh, do you remember we did that with the socks? Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah because so simple. it is, it is, and it's something you would not think about. And just, we all wear socks, and, you know, we all have have odd socks so something yeah. like that is it's making it's making something out of what is normally a bit of a bit of a pain in the bum for your mum you know it's it's it's, kind of, it's making some something out of another situation and is that going to be your slogan now? that will be that... my slogan yes yes don't be a pain in the bum for your mum get your odd sock and uh, stick an onion in it yes <laughs> So, Graham, just as we are both smiling and having a, having a giggle, you have another um, campaign sort of thing going on as well, don't you? Along with your BBGC talk, you have your BBGC smile. Just give us a little bit more information on this. BBGC smile was... Well, I was um, a very kind lady who runs um, a very successful marketing company Um, reached out to me on LinkedIn and just said, looking at some of the stuff you're doing, it's fantastic. Um, Do you want to talk to me and I'll give you some marketing advice? It's free. So listen, (laughs) am I going to refuse it? Not at all. So I was on the phone to her for about an hour and a half telling her all about what we do and how we do it and everything. She, pretty much like yourself, had looked at all our social media platforms and stuff and she said one thing she was getting from everything was how much fun and how much laughter it was. So she said, what's your hashtag? And I was like, supporting young people. She said, too long, too boring. And she said, can we Zoom? So I said, can we Zoom? What's this Zoom? <laughs> so she in, in, introduced me to Zoom, which for anybody who doesn't know is like a video calling conference, but you can have loads of people on there at the same time. And it's a free app and it's brilliant. So I Zoomed with this with this lady and she said right you need a, a banner behind you with all the details on it um and after our long conversation on zoom she said one thing that she got from me personally was that my smile is infectious so she said she got her team working on it and just those words from that they came back with bbg smile bbgc smile and just to share a smile you can do it through a window. You can do it through, uh, you know, over um, FaceTime or anything. But actually, you can hear a smile in somebody's voice. You can. So to spread a smile uh, and to spread the love is really, really simple. And it's something that each and every one of us can do many, many times a day. It doesn't cost anything. But to the receiver of that smile, it could and probably will mean the world so that's why we came up with bbg smile we're just shouting out and doing random acts of whatever fun things 
We've done a couple of live shows, um, myself and Bethany in there. The first one, I think we had about 300 viewers. The second one, we had over 1,000. Um, and from countries I've never even heard of. It really is bizarre. But I were doing things like ringing people up and talking to them over the telephone, just you know, just having random conversations. And this all went out live and we've been giving tips out and just making everyone just just smile. Just for, you know, that moment in the day when we can just forget about everything that's going on for a couple of minutes and just smile. And smile, because it it is it's one of the most infectious thing ever. And I know at the minute there's something else which is infectious, which is on people's minds, but forget about that. A smile is far more infectious and it is it's one of the best things to do in a day is is smile and as you say just somebody who you might see passing by your window if they happen to be a, a nosy parker and be, and staring in give them a smile because they might smile back and that could be that one smile that cheers up their day so in your little team of doing your broadcasts there's you and there's beth but there's also there's a third party there's a third person isn't there so out of all three of you who actually is the star of the show let's be honest there is a, an unsung hero who's the star of the show there is and and I'm not you know I'm not being funny now but I've put hours and hours and hours and hours of work into you know what I'm doing now my profession um, and I, I have never received as many comments or as many messages or even as many gifts as this one person has received. And he's appeared for maybe, I don't know, 20 seconds at a time. And it's Buddy. It's BBGC Buddy. BBGC Buddy. And who is Buddy? So Buddy is my cavapoo. So, and he... Excuse he me? To the, <laughs> he's, a, he's a cross between a poodle and a Cavalier King Charles. So he's a Cavapoo. <laughs> um, not Havapoo, but Cavapoo. <laughs> but he, he comes to the club with me at times. Um, we have a couple of young people there um, who don't communicate very well with, with other young people. And because Buddy is just such a Buddy, uh, and he's just such a bundle of love, um, and he wags his tail at everybody. I came up with the idea one day at work to take him with me. He's absolutely transformed these two young people's lives. Um, both of them are now communicating and talking openly with other young people and with adults, which is even more special. Um, so it was time really to put Buddy onto BBG Smile. Well, he's had, he's had gifts mailed out to him he's had pictures drawn of him and posted to the club he's had uh, lots and lots of messages of love he's had he's you know we're even thinking now about getting his own um his own tv channel because he's just become so popular he has had um, letters of, of thanks from Anton Deck, um, and he has had letters of commendation from Her Majesty the Queen. Um, so, you know, he's just, his stardom is just absolutely Halloween. I am joking about those last two, by the way. But <laughs> he, but, uh, he it feels like it. Oh, you know, it's who's great, the though. one who has to take him a walk twice a day? Me. Who's the one who even has to pick up his ablutions? Me. 
However, who's the one who's getting all the thanks and all the love and all the messages? Him. <laughs> but every celebrity has got has got their advance crew, and you are just Buddy's advance crew. <laughs> and that's all it is. Well, I've been called some things in my time, Chris, but I think an advance crew is is why it's probably the first. <laughs> oh, it's great, though, isn't it? Just how animals can can have such a such a big footprint in in the social media like scene. I mean, as we speak, my my bundle of joy is barking its little head off outside you know and it's the reason why i I stopped posting pictures of my of of my two dogs on social media was because they were getting more attention than what i was (laughs) like i'd spend ages writing a funny comment think oh that's really good that i'm I'm proud of that put it out nothing (laughs) put a picture of my dog in a hat oh it, it crashes facebook yeah, it does. yeah it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But just, you know, that proves that just seeing an image of an animal sat in a hat is going to make us smile. Indeed. Indeed. And I'm so, sure it know, did. I'm sure it did. Yeah, it's absolutely proof of, you know, what we're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve. Um, and I'm not really that upset about him. Um, but, you know, it is, it's, it's tough to swallow. It's, t- it's teamwork. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's teamwork. It's teamwork. So speaking of smiling, I'm I'm going to put you on the spot now. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to say, give us something to make us smile. This is your challenge to everybody listening, make us smile. Well, um, just going back to the Zoom situation, um, I've been having some quite serious so-called serious meetings with uh, other organizers other frontline organizations at the minute to support you know vulnerable people in our communities get Mm. the food banks rolling and and with my safeguarding hat on they're quite serious um but one of the the ladies um on there didn't actually realize that zoom was a camera as well (laughs) so she sat there at the first meeting on a bed (laughs) <laughs> with a notebook between her legs and a phone at the bottom of her bed, looking straight towards her. And she kept on rolling about and moving sideways in these little black shorts. And it's really funny because you could see all the other men, like, turn away from the phones and turn away from their iPads <laughs> at this time. So it came to the second meeting, and she was there again in a bedroom, um, different colour shorts this time, I might have, but she was there again in her bedroom. And and I had to say something about it. I just I couldn't keep my mouth shut. So the third meeting we had together, there was me and her there before anybody had come in. Mm. We were like in the, the Zoom room or whatever you call it. And and I just said to her, I said, it's, I won't say a name. No, because no, no don't, don't, don't say a name. But I did say to her, I said, I can't wait till we actually meet each other because I'm proud and privileged to say that I've been in your bedroom twice. <laughs> and she didn't have a clue what I meant. And then she oh, tweaked no. all about it. And ever since then, so we've had two more meetings since then, she told everybody, so it's it's fine. <laughs> um, but she she now wears like a, a work suit, and she's moved now down to the dining room. And it's oh all, wow! It's all well, very, very professional. Well, while while we're on, while we're on that little little subject, uh, I did a podcast last week with someone, and we got talking about this as well, and, and Zoom and, and conference calling. And um, I asked this person this. Uh, how many people out there, men, men especially, do you think that 
sit in a conference call with a shirt and tie on and nothing on from from the waist the waist <laughs> downwards, right? And this person turned around to me and said, "Well, actually, there's actual a statistic. I can't say that word, but there's, there is a stat. Yeah, yes, yeah, that one that actually proves it's true. And Walmart apparently." Their, their sales in shirts and ties and jackets have gone up while the sales in trousers has gone down. <laughs> so so that that is proof. That is yeah, proof that people absolutely. people are, are are doing that. And oh so a lesson to be learned here is be careful with, with these new fandangled apps. <laughs> it is so funny. It really is lovely. Do you know it's lovely? And I spend time now looking what people have got on the walls and stuff. It's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> You know, and I've even said we should hold all our meetings like this because it's cheaper. It's better for the environment because we're not all having to travel to a town hall or, or wherever we have them. Um, and it's really good fun because you get to look inside everyone's house. You know, it's like through the keyhole. So in, in all the doom and gloom um, that is going on at the minute, it's, it's so special that we are taking positive things from it. And I do honestly believe, despite all the you know, the, the statistics and, and, and the death toll and stuff, which is absolutely horrendous. But in saying all of that, I think the place, the, you know, the world we live in is going to change, but I do believe it is going to change for the better. It is. And I, I've said this all along. There is so much good to, to come from this. And Definitely. there is so much change going to happen and change for the good. It might not happen overnight, but no. it's people are learning. People are learning lessons. Yeah, and what to do with your odd socks. <laughs> Indeed, the biggest lesson of all. So, you've just made us smile and giggle. Well, you've made me giggle there with with that with that little little. Uh, oh, honestly, I'm, my my mind's gone. Uh, I've, I've I've temporarily no, left and I've just no, gone into no, that honestly, Zoom chat, no, into no, no, that no. conversation there. I'm, no, uh, no, no, no. Honestly, I'm having you know, visions, I, Graham. I thought I was a man of the world, but even I was shocked. I tell you. Wow. <laughs> oh dear me. So if anybody out there has got any uh, advice or, or numbers for counsellors or therapists that you might want to pass on to Graham to help him through this difficult time. So if you could give someone out there a little bit of a tip for making someone smile, what tip would you give them? Just do it. Just do it. it. Simple yeah, as that. Do just, just do it. it. Just try it. Try it and see what response you get. Well, that seems like a good tip to me because there are no rules, are there? So just before we do finish, and let's let's go back to uh, the the serious stuff because you know what what you're doing is really serious and it's very important because you you know young young people, you know there is that uh, very famous saying out there, you know children are the future and all that, and it's true, you know they are, and it's it's important that well. that there you go, <laughs> let them lead the way, you know? show them all the beauty. <laughs> Oh, the, the, these these song things have got to stop because again, this this isn't this isn't the first podcast I've done which we should had had songs in it. I'm I'm going to get copyright claims left, right, and centre if I'm not careful. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. But no, it is. It's very important that children are are, no, are protected and they are guided and their Absolutely. their minds are educated in the right way. Yeah. So, this is for more the adults out there um, who might be finding it difficult to relay information and give facts to the the young ones in their life what advice would you give to these adults to to help them pass on their their knowledge and and the facts as such to make the young people understand and make them feel at ease with what's going on 
like we've said to, to everybody at the minute, you know, we just said, ask, um, don't be frightened of asking. You might, it might feel like it's the most silliest question. I assure everybody it's not. Um, you know, we, we're working with some, some, well, lots of other agencies at the minute, frontline agencies who, like ourselves, at times we have to deal with horrible, horrible things. However, it's not always horrible. And just letting somebody reach out and just being, being able to ask the question is the most simplest thing. You know, speak to a friend, speak to a relative and ask anybody. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to phone 111 or an emergency service. You know, sometimes it, 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 if it's important to you, it's important to ask. So, Graeme, just before we finish and say our goodbyes, because I'm parched and I'm gasping for a cup of tea, is there any links or, or places you would you could point people to go to to get advice and, and tips and support and things? Just go through now, just give us some shout-outs, give us some links, give us some some information on, uh, on where to find stuff. Yeah, brilliant. And I know at, at the moment with our... Um our BBGC smile line and, and the messages coming in through Facebook and stuff. Um, like I said, just over the Easter weekend, we've had just shy of a, a, a thousand messages um, over the weekend. And five of those messages were only referrals to an upscale agency. So either social services um, or safeguarding public protection or the police. So out of nearly a thousand messages, only five of them needed to actually go somewhere else that we couldn't answer. So I think that's why, you know, we have um, an array of tools in our tool bag to be able to signpost anybody to another agency. That's our area of expertise. If somebody comes to us with a problem, if we can't fix it directly ourselves, we'll know somebody who can. And if we don't know, we will find out for you where you need to go with it. And we're working with you know, national agencies who have got um, many, many trained members of staff in every single field. Um, and, and they're literally just waiting um, patiently for for us to signpost to them so just just reach out just reach out to anybody and and anybody you can um, and then somebody will point you in the right direction and never be afraid of it don't be afraid of doing it no don't because uh, if you don't ask you will never find out and it's uh, there's nothing to be ashamed of asking for help there really isn't does uh, bbgc have a website where people can go to to get the information they need to be able to contact you does bbgc.org.uk. Everything's on there. Um, all the contact details and stuff and the links to our social media platforms. The website um, is is not updated as frequently as the social media platforms um, because it's, it's easier. We can all update stuff to the social media platforms for our own phones. Um, so it's all the social media platforms that are updated hourly. Um, by by myself and the team and um, and that's where the majority of messages are coming from from young people because that's how they communicate so that is bbgc.org.uk and on there people can get all the links to your to your socials and they can uh, they can they can make contacts if they need to yep absolutely super well Graham, or even come up with more ideas of what to do with a sock yeah that would be I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna keep track on this now because I'm intrigued, especially the the onion. 
I will well. start posting some of the pictures. Oh, I must do. I please, must do, I must please do. do. Please some do. Some of them are really funny. I can well imagine. Now, Graham, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And you, Chris. And I'm glad that you're okay. And I'm oh, glad, I'm fine. you know, your family's okay and staying safe. Oh, and, we are. And looking after we're each actually, other. Well. We're actually, we're enjoying being inside. We're all, we're all in this together. And if one thing we can be certain of, we can all do one thing together and that's be happy and, uh, and smile, Absolutely. you know, as best as we can. So, well, Graham, I'm going because the uh, kettle is calling me. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm I'm sure Buddy's calling you as well. I think you know Buddy. He's ready for his walk. Buddy wants his slave back. Mm, he wants his four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, Graham, thanks again. I will speak to you very soon. Look after yourself. You take care. Take care. Bye for now. BBGC smile, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Well, thank you very much, Graham, for that. That was uh, an absolute pleasure to have you on board and have a chat and to keep up the work you are doing in supporting the young people through this rather difficult and quite traumatic time really i look forward very much to your future tiktok videos i'm looking forward to seeing those and also the 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 sock challenge i've got the onion on the mind still you know the uh the sock challenge and anybody out there who wants to get involved then do go to bbgc.org.uk follow all the information on there follow the links to social media and if you do have some odd socks you want to send their way or even do your own and send your own completed little sock friend in then I'm sure Graham and his team will welcome them with open arms to the rest of the sock gang now I will be back very soon with another episode of my lockdown podcast or should I say rather my social distancing with caution podcast very soon but until then keep being safe keep being careful and most importantly keep washing your hands my love to you and all your odd socks <laughs>